So see you there. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Dale in here with none other than Trey Van Busk himself. Trey, what's up, man? <clears throat> Coming in not feeling the hottest right now, man. Yeah? What's yeah. going on with you? Got a little head cold going. I uh, yeah. haven't had one of those in a while. It's no no bueno. I'm I'm kind of a bitch, dude, when I when I get sick. I'll be honest. I don't think it's so much that you're 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 that. I if I'm not mistaken, a while back they did a scientific study that said that men get sicker than women do. So, you know, there's always that joke about how men act like they're dying when they're sick and that they're babies. But medically speaking, scientifically speaking, we get sicker than women do. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. I uh, So I won't be drinking beer tonight, but I am going to drink. Ooh, you know what this is? You familiar with this? Is that San Pellegrino? <laughs> it is. This is this is Italian sparkling water. I'm a, I'm a bit of a king, good sir. Oh, gosh. And, uh, yeah. Pretty good. Oh, so this is the genesis to your question earlier. Yeah, is the so, sparkling water thing okay? I got gotcha. you. Fill the fill the listeners in on what what we're talking about here. Well, I actually I'm on the sparkling water kick because I was at a I was at a meeting for work and I was sitting at the table with my boss, and they said, "Oh, water's for the table," and I said, "No, good sir, I'd like some sparkling." And then he looked at me and he kind of gave me this, mm-hmm. and then he walked away. And then my boss kind of was like. Oh shit! He just put me in my place, and I'm like, "Look at that, you peasant! This is the sparkling water of the kings, dude." So, is there something, Dale? I pose this question to you: Is there something that you do, very minimal, very mellow, that mm-hmm. makes you feel like a king in a world full of peasants? I so now now that I know the genesis of the story, I may have to reevaluate my answer. Uh, first of all, sparkling water is disgusting. It tastes like you're drinking static, and it's an, it's an, it's an acquired taste, which clearly. It's I don't there. have I don't have um, me here in the in the the swamps the low country of South Carolina I'm not drinking <laughs> I'm not drinking sparkling water I like my water unsparkling because uh, what you're drinking just tastes like ugh, I don't know it tastes I I can't I can't do that how it just mm-hmm. pops and fizzes mm-hmm. in your mouth it's disgusting anyway something I do that makes me feel like a king among mere mortals I, you know I had <laughs> I had a I had a sappy answer now that I think about it oh um, no. Yeah, well, I didn't understand the I didn't understand the uh, the genesis of the question. Now I do. The answer I was gonna give you, the thing that makes me feel like um, a, a king amongst mere mortals, is it's a twofold answer, and, and I'll, I'll adjust it. But I'm gonna give you the old answer first. The old answer was gonna be um, my my marriage, and oh. the reason why I was gonna say this is because we're coming up on 18 years now. Most people my age are not married that long, and the other thing about it the other the other flex on it is is that my wife and i get along beautifully like when people make jokes about how like you know the wife this the wife that that doesn't resonate with me at all because we've literally i mean we argue sometimes like people do but like i don't i don't i don't complain about her when she's not around so um i don't know so, uh, <laughs> Wait, dude, I, is is she watching the show right now she might have <laughs> a gun right off camera <laughs> yeah, dude. 
I want you to blink twice if you're in trouble. Yeah, thank you. I'm in trouble, but um, no. So so now that I know what you were saying, I, I think that I think one of the things that I do that 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 maybe feels like a little bit of a flex. Actually, you know what, dude? I, I kind of live a pretty humble lifestyle. I don't know if I have anything, to be honest with you. I, work, <laughs> I really don't know now. Gave you all day for this question. Well, I didn't understand. I thought this was going to be a between me and you thing. I didn't realize you were going to put it on the show. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I order meat from Stay Classy Meats. I have meat delivered to my house. It's good. It's good. And that's not intended to be an ad read. I mean, I literally have meat delivered to my house. A lot of people don't do that, so... That's a little bit of flex. Uh, Matt says, first a Super Bowl, now now sparkling water. There's something wrong with Dale because those things kick ass. All right, let's talk about this. <clears throat> yeah, let's do Let's dive into let's, this. Let's do this. You're old as shit. That's why I, you didn't understand it. You didn't understand it. No, no, here's the thing. I need to, uh, very rarely do I walk back the things that I say, right? But I'm going to revisit this. I'm not walking it back. I'm revisiting this. Okay. So I don't want this to be confused with a walk back. This is a revisit. All right. Now, I rewatched the halftime show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nobody out there, and we've talked about this on here before. There's nobody out there that attempted to live the Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg lifestyle more than your boy growing up. So it's not them, it's not the mm-hmm. performers. That's not it. Um, Cause I was about that life, especially when 50 cent came out, I was driving my 1991 Ford probe bumping many men thinking people were out to kill me. <laughs> there is no, there, there is no, right. I, I had, a, I had two tens in it. Come on. I'm telling you okay. bumping. All right. So that's not it. What I've realized Trey is I've gotten grouchy and, and I think I owe perhaps you and some of the people that listen to the show, uh, a bit of an apology for the last few weeks, maybe even months. I've been rather grouchy. I've been complaining a lot. Mm. And mm. Um, I saw that performance. And admittedly, I don't believe that rap translates very well into live performances. I prefer rock or something live instrument. I just, I don't think rap translates well to a live performance. It did. I thought it was good. All things considered. But the result was, is everybody was saying it was the best halftime show ever, which put me past just enjoying it and being entertained to, I have to hate this now because I don't think it was the best one ever. So I immediately took the stance of, I hate this with all that I am. When in actuality, it was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. I just I just need people to not say stuff's the greatest ever whenever it's not. It's not the greatest ever. That's all. I'm not gonna let you off that easy. I'm not gonna okay. let you have. Bring I'm it. gonna I'm gonna say, how dare you? Not just say that it wasn't good, but that say that Shakira and J Lo's performance was exponentially better. I did. So I'm I am gonna I'm gonna remove that. I'll remove that. I will walk that back. The J. I watched a ton of halftime shows uh, in preparation for this. J Lo, okay. Shakira, not as good. And by a bunch of the, yeah, a bunch of the research you did was just the J Lo and Shakira performance. No, 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 uh, no. We watched. I, I've done a lot of research in my day of that performance as well, Dale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. What else you got? Come on, bring it. You said I don't you- have anything more. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a grouch because we're coming off what is a you know a 500 record for uh, UFC 271. But hey, for the performances that were done in the cage, relatively difficult. No, I need you to. I need. We need to. We need to frame that in the right context. That's a 500 record on 22 bets. 
So yeah. we put out 22 bets, went 11 and 11, and two of the ones that we hit were mega plus money. Right. Tied to Ivasa round two um, was plus 1,000. And if you bet Kyler Murray by sub and sub alone, plus 550. Solid. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't understand. So what? I have no qualms about our performance on Saturday. I'm kind of like that guy, though, Dale, that like, you know, I'm like a billboard dude. Like I, I want to be the guy that drives around in the Tesla. Like I don't want to be the guy that's uber rich and driving around a Prius. What you're telling me right there is I'm the guy that's doing really well, but I'm driving a Prius. No, I want the record to speak for itself. I want myself me some Tesla. I want some Elon in my life. You want some sparkling water is what you want. I'm just that much better than everyone. Right. So I, I'm a, ta- <laughs> I'm a tap water guy. You're a sparkling water guy. Okay. It makes sense. Right, Let me man. ask you this before we get away from the Super Bowl thing. Um, you you thought that that performance was good, yes. Okay, I thought it was good as well. Um, I, ha, a, after rewatching, I thought it was good. Do I think it was the best one ever? No. no. Um, and part part of that disappointment came from the fact that Tupac did not show up. Yeah, which thank you for that. Do you want to explain to the listeners what you uh, did to my wallet with that little? Thing? I didn't know you were going to bet people on this. I didn't say <laughs> put money on it. I just told you what I was thinking. What I was thinking was that Tupac was going to come back, and this is why I thought it made sense. So February is the second month of the year. That's a two. Then it's 2022. That's two. That's three twos. Two two two. So that equals six. Bengals preseason odds to win the Super Bowl: one hundred ninety nine to one. One ninety nine. Plus the six from the two 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 is nineteen ninety six, which is the year that Tupac was killed. <laughs> Doctor Dre, Snoop, L.A. Tupac comes back, and this is how I envision it in my mind: they were going to come out, they're going to play California Love. Doctor Dre was going to do his first verse, and then everybody, because the, how Super Bowl concerts go, they were going to rotate to the next song fairly quickly. This the perfect entry point for that would be the second verse of California Love, which was Tupac's verse. Um, Dr. Dre comes out, does California love. I am with bated breath waiting for Tupac to come out because if Tupac comes out, the Super Bowl's canceled. Everything's canceled. We the whole the arena they rush the field, everything um everything unfolds after that, right? Yeah. Obviously Tupac does not come out. So I'm up, I'm upset, right? So I already hate this performance even more. Then Yeah. Dr. Dre sits down to the uh, sits down at the piano and he plays the intro to "I Ain't Mad at You." <laughs> and then and I got like, mad at you. <laughs> and then I'm like, "Oh my goodness, it's about to go down. He's going to come out." Now I thought, I thought that Eminem was kneeling because the King in Tupac was about to come out. Right, that's what I thought was going on. I didn't realize that this was some pseudo leftist social justice warrior thing, where Dr. Dre is playing "I Ain't Mad at You" while the white guy behind him kneels on the ground, being symbolic of the racial tension in our country today. That's not what I thought was happening. I thought that they were just playing a song, and Tupac was going to come out. I didn't realize there was some performance art taking place, and then I was doubly mad. I was really mad. And then I got online and everybody on Twitter was saying it's a great show ever. Then I got triple mad. Then I posted on our Instagram. Everybody got mad after that. You know, it is what it is at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you forgot to tell the listeners also that you told me that through these dark web 
mm-hmm. like Reddit yep. threads that the, yep. the overwhelming majority believe that Tupac was going to come back. So I, I was like, well, Dale knows where those threads are. I don't even yeah. know how to access Reddit. Right. So I hit up two of my buddies that are big gamblers. And I said, dude, you know what? Let me throw some, throw some cash down on this. They thought I was nuts. I said, you guys just wait. <laughs> Venmo later. Done. <laughs> I, I never asked you to do that. I, I, ne- I never you, asked you. You did, that. but you didn't. I did, but I didn't. But listen, if if in this case we might as well we might as well fall down into like the Antarctica colony that exists, and you know, but we're not going to get there. All right. So, <laughs> do you want to break down fights or no? Let's do it. Oh, let's talk about let's talk about two seventy one real quick because this is a this is a thin card, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about two seventy one real quick. Let's do let's do a couple things. One main event: Israel Adesanya versus Bobby Knux. We were on Bobby Knux. Do you think, because there is some disparity in what people think here, do you think Bobby Knuckles won that fight? I, admittedly, we were on the betting side of Bobby Knuckles, but do you think that Bobby Knuckles won that fight? I don't. I do not. But <clears throat> I know. I do not. Okay. But I also think that, and Michael Chandler said it great, you renegotiate your contract and you fight like that, you don't deserve the win in what Ooh. Izzy did. You don't deserve it. Hmm. I, I will say Robert Whitaker's fighting style, that that kind of like, sword jab thing he does doesn't look very pretty um but it's active it's touching it's points versus izzy's very technical striking much more devastating lands it lands a more punch this is where my issue is i think the more active fighter in three four and five robert whitaker did he lose the first round seemingly almost like a 10-8 absolutely so he was digging himself a hole the first round yes he dug himself a massive hole he picked it up which you know Robert Whitaker does, but yeah, man, no, I think that I don't believe in the whole mantra of you got to you know be the champ or what is it beat the champ to beat the champ or whatever that bullshit right. is. What is that? You want, yeah, if you want to be the champ, you got to beat the champ or whatever. Yeah. There's a hundred different ways that it's said, but it remains the same. They make like you want a big decisive knockout or whatever the case may be. Yeah, but um, Izzy's performance was absolute dog shit. I think. So one of the things that's always cool about title fights is that Conor McGregor and John Jones always feel the need to tweet about everything. Yeah. This was John Jones perfect opportunity to tweet. Like if you were ever John Jones and you wanted to poke at Izzy, this is how you do it. Because what Izzy has shown us with this fight is that he has adopted the John Jones title defense mentality where he is going to stand out there just outside of range and he's going to lead open hand, try to find the straight behind it, or flick the jab. And he's going to do. He's just going to. Sh- he's he's going to kick your legs. That's it. That's it. And he he will literally pressure you just enough that when you come forward, he backs up, hands extended, fingers out. Then he presses forward, tries to find the straight. Will flick the jab when need be, kick the legs, and then maybe. Th- Maybe three times throughout the round, he'll have one, three, or four strike combo, just enough to do the visuals to make it look like he's inflicting damage. Um, there's no denying he dropped Robert Whitt- Whitaker at the end of round one, which I don't think constitutes a 10 8 because it was right at the end of the round. Um, so I, I disagree with that. I think that he won round one. I think round two was pretty close. And I thought. Three was more Izzy, but I thought four and five, you could make an argument as being Whitaker rounds. And when you have that many close rounds, 
it, I mean, it's like flick. It, it, it genuinely is like flipping a coin where it could end 50, 50, or, you know, it could end heads four times in a row if need be. And I think maybe that's what we just, what we happen to see here. I really believe that on any given night, any three judges you you that rescore that card, some would score it for Robert Whitaker. I just think we got the forty eight forty seven. I don't I don't I'm not mad at forty eight forty seven. I wasn't I, mad at that card for Izzy because it could have been forty eight forty seven Whitaker. Forty nine forty six is ridiculous. You mean to tell me that of all those rounds, of all of them, you're only going to give Whitaker one, one? Come it's, on, it's a detriment to to. I mean, it's more. It hurts Izzy more than it helps Izzy. Yes, he he defended a title, but going forward, the pay per views are going to drop significantly because of the type of fight he's putting out there. He learned from his mistakes when he fought Kelvin Gastelum. He was in a firefight. He was standing in a film booth, and they were actually trading. When he fought Yoel Romero, he did the exact same thing from distance, open palm. When he fought Robert Whitaker, same exact thing. That style's boring. That's why, to be honest, John Jones, Dana White can kind of give a shit what he does because. He's not that exciting of a fighter. He, he knows exactly yeah. what he needs to do to get the job done. And at the end of the day, that's not fireworks. They're they're both, let's say that they're both, they're both amazing martial artists. Like I can't take anything yeah. away from John Jones. He's a cheater. He's a scumbag human being, but he's a fantastic fighter. Yeah. Right. Um, Izzy, I don't particularly care for his personality. He talks in sound bites. It's not, it's just not my speed, but I see why people like him. Um, I don't even dislike him. He's just not, he's just not hundred percent like my kind of guy. Um, but he's a good champ. Um, he, he's active, which I love for a champ and you know, he's a great martial artist, but you're right. He's not going to sell moving forward. And, and to be honest with you, I think we need to have a real conversation about the state of the middleweight division because it's Izzy, Robert Whitaker, and then everybody else is so far behind. You can't really convince me to, to care about anything else. Um, mm. Cannoneer, is it beat Derek Brunson, which admittedly we should we probably should have rotated off of the Derek Brunson play when Derek went out and said that he only wanted to fight two more times. When you're already thinking about retirement, you gotta let it go. You're not worth betting on. Um, but even then Brunson almost finished him in round one. Yeah. Um I think Adesanya beats beats Cannoneer with relative ease. And I think it's another five round snooze fest. Um, and then there's nobody else after that. Cause I think Strickland gets screwed up by anybody. Um, I, I, I think Whitaker washes Strickland. Um, I think Izzy washes Strickland. I think Cannoneer probably would even, if he could crack him. you know, I, I just, it's, it's Izzy and Whitaker and nobody else is close. It's a it, thin, thin at one point in time, it looked really thick and now it's not, uh, Matt says Hamzat. If if he comes up to 185, yeah, yeah. If he comes up to 185, sure. But we got to see we got to see more. Um, the Gilbert Burns fight will be a great test. If he goes out there and washes Burns, I'm on the I'm on the Hosma train. Mm, still doesn't train. tell me much. Guys have 155er, but yeah, oh, that's a good point too. That's a good point too. All right, um, Andraj Morozov was the best to watch, in my opinion. Says Logan. Agreed. I agree. I agree. Uh, that was one I texted you about immediately after because we've bet on Douglas De Silva DeAndraj before, and I just went Caucasus Mountain Warrior Dead Animal Hat. You know, um, uh, I see Kazakhstan and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hey, this is this is actually this is a good fight to talk about for a quick second because. 
the one thing I could not stand about UFC 271 was oh. now we've gotten, especially in Texas, Texas was been has been known for the the big bonus checks. Yeah. The thing I could not say, I understand fire pay is a big issue right now. Right. But every single fighter that put on a good performance, they did their job, gave a sob story, a long narrative about their life, why they need it, where the money's going, how it's going to be spent yeah. in hopes that Dana White's going to up their pay. I'm not here for the freaking notebook story, dude. I'm here for them to put on a performance, settle what the bonus pay is going to be before it, tell fighters they cannot fucking scream about it. You know, oh, it's going to my daughter's health Ooh. bills or it's going Ooh. to – no, dude. I don't need to hear their story. Ooh. I'm here to watch Ooh. a fight, man. Like, if I want to watch a documentary, let's watch the documentary. I'm here to watch a fight. Wow. Hot take, dude. Dude. Sparkling uh, water has got me all bubbly. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Bubbles went to your brain, bro. What are you talking about? Do you agree? No, I don't oh, at all. Oh, shit. Okay. I disagree at all. I think they need to beat the drum as much as they possibly can. The profit to pay ratio for the UFC is different in MMA. Is That disparity is wider than any other professional sport. It's wider than any other professional sport where what the company makes versus what it pays its athletes. They need to beat the drum more. They need, they literally, these people need pay better and they've got to get rid of the show and win bonus. It needs to be a flat rate. I think I was talking to um, James from Strictly MMA and I was telling him, I think if they just gave everybody a 30% increase across the board, you'd get a lot of people to shut up. If I, if, if it went from, 50 to show and 50 to win and i played you i paid you a flat 80 to show up i think you'd be happier with that the other thing you could do too and just hear me out on this you could allow people to bring back their fucking sponsors because what i loved is that the ufc said no more sponsors and then covered every square inch of the octagon in sponsors and then he then they have these fighters fighting in fight kits wearing sponsors that don't pay them but peanuts so i'm going to give you guys I, i'll give you guys a, a a sneak behind a sneak peek behind the curtain right um mm -hmm. and he doesn't fight anymore so I, I and i don't think he listens to the show so i don't think he'll care um but maybe he will i don't know um jordan johnson who fought in the UFC for four fights, went undefeated in the UFC for four fights, um, and then went to PFL and then fought in the PFL finale against Emiliano Sordi and lost. He's sponsored by Stay Classy Meats as well. Um, we reached out to Jordan and asked him what it would take to get the punchless logo on his shirt, shorts, anything, right? Now, he had about five to ten spots on his. Now, this is gonna ESPN, primetime, PFL, final. 15k to put our logo now put that in the ufc put that in pay-per-view put that on the banner the shorts whatever the case may be and you see why when you rewind and listen to these guys talk these guys and girls talk they were getting paid 50 75 100 grand from these places they were making more money in sponsors than they were making in fighting those guys would walk out girls would walk out and they'd make half a million dollars with what they were wearing and then only get paid 50 for the fight, but they were making money. Yeah. UFC said, eh, here's your 50 and 50. And then we're going to pay you $4,000 to wear this crypto.com crap. And then we're going to cover the, our octagon in ads from everything from uncle Lou's lip balm to, you know, Howler head whiskey, which is owned by Dana white. So all he's doing is using his own platform for free advertising, which is ridiculous.
<laughs> and there goes my chance of getting hired at the UFC. It's done. It's over. It's over. So I, it, long story short, I wish they would cry more about pay. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, bro. Cry. Let me see that's some not, tears. That's not true in, in grocery stores, dude, because they're all have a squeaky wheel. Bring your kid into the cage. Bring your bring bring wheel oh, your sick nunna into the cage. <laughs> wheel her in. Wheel her in. Bring your bring your dog that has the wheelchair, like with the two wheels in the back. Bring him in the cage. I want sure. all that. I want all that. Drive your Subaru outback with the wheels falling off. Drive it right up to the to the the side of the cage. That's what I want. <laughs> I want all that. All right. We've got Jamahal Hill versus State versus Johnny Walker on Saturday. Um, which is the main event I never knew I never wanted. Oh, Doug Mashad says dynamic fastener. Shout out to an OG sponsor. Bro. Bro, dynamic fastener? What? Hold on. Oh, Name another one. Full contact fighter. Remember full contact fighter? No, I remember. I remember the remember the uh, the MMA brand Jesus didn't tap. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, that was old yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, full contact fighter. That's like uh, Matt Hughes, Pat Militich. The, the, that's like, right. It had, with it the had like the, it had like the NBA logo, but it was yeah, like red, white, and blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Condom Depot. Oh yes, Condom Depot is another <laughs> good one. Another good one. Oh my gosh, I love it. What was the um how about Mickey's? Remember when Mickey's the malt like liquor? The 40? Yeah. Really? Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. Mickey's was a good one. Um, one more round. Oh man, I love this. I love Doug, you're a man <laughs> after my own heart, man. Just keep talking about old stuff, please. Please. I love it. All right. The main event we never knew we never wanted. John Hall mm-hmm. taking on Johnny Walker this weekend, Trey. Um We've got a lot of injuries on the card. A lot of stuff's been shuffled around, but we'll try to do the best we can. So first fight on the main card, Joaquin Buckley at 13-4, and four, taking on Abdul Razak Al-Hassan. For a long time, we did the Al-Hassan or Al-Hassan thing, um, but it is Al-Hassan. So Al-Hassan's plus 120, Joaquin Buckley – Minus 150 over on rounds is at one and a half. We don't have the fancy scroll thing because producer Jake's not here. So it's just us cavemen <laughs> thumbing the keys. So you're going to get a more basic show. Uh, I'll let you go first this time, man. What you got? I feel like we were kind of on Alassane in his last fight. I mean, we were a little bit skittish because of his time outside the cage. Hadn't fought for what, two to was it two years because of the legal issues? Nah, no, no, like no, 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 no. He came back. Um, no, he can't. He, that was a while ago. He was, yeah. there was, yeah, the Nico Price fight was 2018. Then he was gone and he came back. He yeah, and lost to Chirico and knocked him out in round one. No, there was three fights that happened in between there. Oh, you, geez, brain dude. damage literally, literally came Maybe. back from Nico Price, fought Manir Lazez in Abu Dhabi and lost. Um, <laughs> then lost to Chaos Williams. He got knocked out like in the first 30 seconds of the fight. Then he lost to Jacob Malkoon by wrestle death. And then he knocked out Alessio DeCherico. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so this, is, this is the show prep, dude. This is what we talk about. This so, is yeah, good this, right I'm, here. I'm glad, you're do, I'm glad you did some show prep for this, this one. This is good. Word. This is good. I'm not on the Joaquin Buckley. I don't understand why he's getting minus 150, though. I'll say that. He's got mm. he's got good boxing, flashy, you know, whatever. But he's cocky, dude. And he's, he's, he's had his moment in the sun, but he's been falling ever since. I like inside the distance for this fight. 
I, I think that Abdul is someone that he can level change. We saw that in Alessio De Cherico. He was able to utilize his leg kicks. He's mix it up with the body. So I think he's going to present a lot of issues. When you watch Joaquin Buckley fight, he's not someone that's overtly aggressive. We're all like enamored by his highlight reels, but he's someone that like he's patient. He waits, he selects mm. his shots. And then when he gets behind, you know, in points, you know, in the round two and three, he starts to explode forward a little bit. But I think Abdul Razak, he's going to rush in. He's going to take advantage, much like he did in the DeChirico fight in round one. I like inside the distance because I think that that round one engagement is going to catch Joaquin Buckley a little bit off guard. He's going to ditch his game plan. It's going to be two Rams clashing to each other. Rams, mm. Super Bowl champs. What's up? Um, I fuck, I hate the Rams. But I'm going to go all Hassan money line. I like inside the distance, though, more than anything. Um, so MMA math would say that, uh, ARA or Ara or Al Hassan would win this fight. DeChirico beat Buckley. Al Hassan beat DeChirico. So MMA math says that Al Hassan wins this fight. Um, a couple things that concern me if I'm on Al Hassan are Joaquin Buckley's ability to extend combinations. He does a very good job at throwing three, four punches you know, one and three will be off speed two and four, um, you know, will be lightning fast or whatever the case may be. He does extend combinations and he, he does have pretty decent hands. Um, my thing is though, is that he puts himself in the position to be in a firefight and he gets cracked. Like he gets touched no matter who it is that he's fighting. He does get touched. Um, he had, he got touched in the Ohio fight. He got touched in the, uh, the Jordan Wright fight obviously the impa fight um but i mean we saw with kevin holland like he was li literally willing to stand there and bite down on the mouthpiece and swing can't yeah. do that against a guy like Hassan. um i wouldn't be surprised to see buckley try to implement some wrestling here uh, not something that we particularly see a lot out of him but nobody really wants to stand in front of alhassan that that's not real that's not really a game plan for success uh, i like alhassan at the plus money here i think that's a good play um, I'm, I'm for it just on MMA math alone. Uh, inside the distance is probably going to be closer to the minus 300 range, minus 325. Might want to look at that as, as a parlay. Um, wouldn't touch the over under on rounds because you have no idea what these guys are going to do. Sometimes when you expect fireworks, you get two people that are scared. You might get a more measured approach out of both these gentlemen on Saturday. But I'll take out Hassan at the plus money just because I think it's good value. You don't see him at plus money all that often. So I'll go ahead and take the value play there. And I also hate that Joaquin Buckley is a, uh, a gym gypsy. He literally migrates from gym to gym. Mm. He doesn't appear to have a, a resting place that he calls his own. Um, so yeah, I don't like that either. He should go to glory. What? What? I'm be honest with you. I think he, I think he would fuck up James Krause. Ah, I mean, there's a hot take for you. I, I think he would. I, I think James Krause isn't physically strong enough to deal with Joaquin Buckley. All right, Jim Miller taking on Nicholas Mata. Mata at 12 and 3. Jim Miller at 33 and 16. And Trey. Oh, God, here we go. I'll say it. I say it every time. Every time. Who has the best nickname in all of MMA? Jim Miller. You're damn right he does. A10. Jim A10 Miller. Um, uh, hold on. In the chat says we're going to talk about how James Krause is overrated. AF. <laughs> oh, uh, 
we'll throw it on at the end of the show. Cause yes, I would love, I, how much time, how long do you want this episode to be? Cause I got time. It's um, in every ep. Just download any episode we've ever had. Dale pretty <laughs> much says it every single time. <laughs> All right. Man. So Jim Miller, Jim, a 10 Miller plus plus one fifty, taking on Nicholas Mott at minus minus one sixty over on rounds at two and a half. And you can't tell me not to bet Jim Miller here. You can't tell me. Are you, I mean, you betting say him? it, but I'm not, huh? Well, are you betting him because of the momentum he's coming off or just him as an actual fighter? I am betting Jim Miller because he has lost more fights than Nicholas Mata has total in experience. Um, Jim Miller also, is he not number one on the list of most fights under the Zufa promotion all time? Yeah. Well, well yeah. yeah, but yeah, so, he's, a, so, so he's been fighting high level competition for how long right yes yes so when when jim miller made his uh made his professional debut made his professional debut uh your boy nicholas mata was still in high school Mm -hmm. like not even like not, not even like in high school high school but like primary school you know what i mean like super long ago jim miller is a grown man with grown man dad strength who's been fighting the best of the best for coming up on 20 years now literally coming up on 20 years in the fight game it's unheard of it's unheralded jim miller is a certified hall of famer um he beats mata he beats mata anywhere he wants him he beats it i agree but i'm gonna play devil's advocate just so people can understand if they want to lay on mata while he's only been around for a minute he's been around He's been around the block, dude. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. He lost to the guy that eventually won the Ultimate Fighter. Then he got kicked off, went to the regional scene, cut his teeth there. Then he went on Dana White Contender Series. Kind of lackluster performance there. But, dude, he's around. He's been around. He's fought a bunch of people. Um, I I think Jim Miller, the, the question is, the when I said, are you betting on him just because of the fighter or the momentum? Dude, yes, he murdered his last opponent, murdered him. But the those last appointment uh, opponent whose name is completely evading me right now. Um, For who, Jim Miller? Yeah, it was an absolute script. Um, Eric Gonzalez, was, what's up with your internet right now? Why do you sound? Are you in Russia? What's going on? You in the Ukraine? No, don't you dare! Don't you dare! Am I out? Am I in? You're good. It's just it, it looks like you're recording on a potato. I could be. I could be. Um, no, I, if you're going to play Jim Miller, always play him in round one. People talk about, you know, him and his Lyme disease and seeing that he's not very good in round two and three playing by round one. I don't see him putting Mata out. I think that he's going to do it by submission. If anything, plus one fifty is a good price to take a money line though. But I, dude, dude, I, I don't want to argue about Jim Miller right now on his hands. He beat a fucking scrub in his last go who was not even UFC caliber and knocked him out. Big freaking deal. Jim Miller is a submission artist. That's it. Wow. Okay. All right. Do you not agree with that? You agree with that statement. I don't agree agree with with that. I don't agree with the round one assessment. I I agree with the fact that the only people that have beat Jim Miller are Ben Henderson, Nate Diaz, Benil, Dan Hooker, Anthony Pettis, Dustin Poirier, Charles Oliveira, Vince Pichel, Joe Selecki. Yeah. And tell me how all those people won. It was probably in round two or round three because the dude has no cardio because of Lyme disease after the first round. Big on that Lyme disease thing, man. God, have you had Lyme disease? I've never had Lyme disease. No, no, Mm, not something I'm familiar with. 
Okay. I do have the wife check me for ticks every time I come in from being out in the woods, though. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get what? it. I don't do you know what a it. tick is? Do you have ticks in California? No. No. Do you know what a tick is? Yeah, it's like a flea. No, it's it's way worse than a flea. <laughs> um, so it's basically like this little triangle-shaped alien that burrows into your skin and feeds off of your blood uh, until it gets too fat and pustulant to do so. Then it falls out. But in the process, while it's buried headfirst into your body with its ass in the air, um, it's injecting your body with poison um, to not only make your blood more palatable, but also just spread every disease known to man. And they're very, uh, they're found quite frequently throughout the woods of uh, basically the entire world, except I guess you don't have any forest in San Diego. So it's not really a thing you have to do. Do you with. guys not have an HOA out there? We have an Can HOA. not take care of that? No, 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 no. You, you can't do, you can't do anything about ticks, man. You can't do anything about them. You got to get tweezers. You got to get Vaseline. You got to suffocate them and then pull them out. It's a mess. It's a mess. And I'm sorry. You think that I'm in Russia or Ukraine right now. Okay, dude. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I just don't understand how you don't know what a tick is. I don't live in Russia or Ukraine. <laughs> this is definitely not the case. Sparkling water. Deer ticks. All right. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> and he's out. All right. So you know what that means? That means it's on tray to keep this episode going. That could be an absolute issue. What a liability. Oh, and he's back. What's happening now? Why is this all messed up? What did you do? There we go. Where's this, producer Jake, dude? Dude, this is a nightmare. Absolute <laughs> nightmare without Jake here. Right. I just I hate this. And the momentum is gone because I don't know what happened to my thing. It just literally disappeared. Everything's gone. What did you do? I don't know. You, All right. you said Russia and Ukraine too many times, and they shut us down, dude. Parker Can't Porter, 12-6, and six, taking on Alan Badeau at 8-2, eight 8-2 and, two, eight and two on that Alan Badeau. Uh, Parker Porter coming back. Uh, minus 255, plus 200 on Alan Badeau. Overrun rounds at one and a half. Are you, you talk? Uh, go ahead. I just I want to hear. I know you've got 15 minutes worth of body shaming lined up for Parker Porter here, so just yeah. go ahead and let it rip. Yeah, yeah. This is the guy that you don't want to take to the beach, guys. This is a guy that wears a rash guard to the beach for sure. Um, definitely wears socks with his sandals. I mean, this is ultimate dad mode right here. If you want to make it to the UFC and you don't really want to put any effort whatsoever into your cardio, jump on an elliptical, you are a Parker Porter. Um, but Parker Porter has made a little bit of name for himself here. For someone that is uh, obtuse, someone that uh, looks like uh, Mr. Bump, is uh, a full-on circle, jiggly belly. This guy has a ton of volume. So I don't really understand with all that volume he throws why it's not slimming down. But whatever, dude. That's his That's his own thing. Got a lot of volume, runs forward, cool. The issue is he doesn't like to be hit. And he doesn't do very well in close quarters. Well, what's Alan Bedell going to do? Alan Bedell is a judo guy. He's going to clinch up against the cage. He's going to wear on you pretty heavy. That judo... He's going to get it down to the ground. The one thing I'm worried about is I don't think Bedell is that good. But if no. you can get him down and hold like a side control and just keep Parker, Parker Porter down, he's good. If Parker Porter takes that jiggly belly and reverses it and lays on top of him, what we've seen with Parker Porter on top is pretty gnarly. He's good when he's on top. He can't get it down, but if he slips on the banana peel and lands on top, he's freaking good. 
This line is ridiculously wide. Am I really going to play minus 255 on Parker Porter? No way. You're wild. Parker Porter is close to being the lock of the night. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Alan Badeau is awful. Oh. I, 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 and mm. it, it's not so much about how good Parker, Parker Porter is, it's how bad is Alan Badeau. And he is bad. Like, he's real <laughs> bad. I mean, I understand that, like, he could, he can say that he's, uh, you know, a professional athlete and all that, and he's fighting for the biggest promotion in the world, but it's largely because he's French and he must know somebody uh, because this, this, this stint inside the UFC is short lived. Parker Porter is going to just butcher him on Saturday night. This is all I hate. I'm not going to throw the L word out there, but this is as close to it as you're going to get. I, I refuse to, to lay money on Parker Porter. If anything, I, I like the over one and a half. Hey, Oh, well, yeah, Parker Porter is a piece of shit. <laughs> um, Logan, yes, thank you. Um, oh, but dude, guess who Alan Badeau is getting reps in with? Who? Cyril Gone. Who just lost? So get away from me. I don't care. He's. I don't care. Over don't... one and a half. Butchered, butchered. Parker oh. Porter is screwing him up, dude. Parker He's not Por- putting anyone. Have else. you seen the legs on Parker Porter? Yeah. Let's talk about something real quick. So okay. I, I, my assessment of this fight. 100% top to bottom, Parker Porter and Parker Porter inside the distance. Murder. Alan Badeau, not UFC quality. It's over with. I want to talk about Parker Porter's body here for a second. His legs have got to be the thickest in the UFC. Thick boy summer? Like, not even. So, like, normally legs that are that thick are like on that old lady at Walmart or Target that, like, she's got the, the socks on. She got yeah. the socks on on the rascal, yeah. and it just looks like the skin's so tight it's going to explode. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? That's how his calves look. And then his – I don't understand. Like, they almost have to give him one of, like, the skirts, like the women's skirts, like that it's free-flowing in the middle so that with his thighs. I don't understand – and this is just, just me thinking out loud here. I don't understand how a man that large with legs like that keeps himself clean. Like, like well, he, no, I'm not saying he's dirty. You think he has ticks? No, I don't think it's ticks. I'm saying like I sit on like you sit on a normal toilet seat, right? Opposed to well, I don't know if you have like a bidet or like you have a thing like where you like shit in like a salt pool and it whisks it away and then it brings it back. I don't know what you do. That San is a Diego, California right? thing. Yep, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I you guys have like Roman aqueducts. You just go outside and rifle one off and it just whisks it away to the beach. I don't know what you do. Okay, it's California. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here with regular plumbing. I don't drink sparkling water. <laughs> how does parker porter fit that body on a normal toilet how's that possible he goes to the bathtub he, he has to he has to there's no way that body sits on a standard size toilet and rifles one out unless he opens himself up <clears throat> Like a, like a crane, and then sits down on the toilet because his legs oh. are so thick. Yeah, he has to. <laughs> I've never seen a human being shaped like that before. It's on. Un, it's unbelievable. It's he a cartoon throw leg character. Kicks, though. He does throw leg kicks. Not very well. And when he does, one of these times, that whole that calf is just going to split open, and you're just going to see meat fly out everywhere. That skin <laughs> is so tight. The, the the skin on his legs is so tight. It's just chicken diabetes. nuggets are going to fall just out. Diabetes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. 
We're taking Parker Porter, I guess. Oh, 100% and inside the distance. Yeah, absolutely, Parker Porter. All right, coming to the event, Kyle Dawkins taking on Jamie Pickett. Jamie Pickett at 13-6. and six. Kyle Dawkins at 10-2. and two. Initially, Trey, I'm inclined to bet against the Dawkins brother. You know this. This is the better one. You can't do that. I disagree. I think he's the, I think he's the worst one. Oh, wow. Hot take. Hot take. I think it is. Go ahead. I, I think Jamie Pickett's a live dog here, plus 200. He's on short notice. That's why I think he's a live dog. Jamie Pickett presents a lot of problems for Kyle Dawkins, right? And I, I want to let you go first, but now you, you've questioned me. So no, now I, I questioned okay. it. Jamie Pickett's bigger. He's going to be physically stronger. He's got a hell of a reach advantage, and he's a good athlete. Um, if Jamie Pickett, I really believe if Jamie Pickett under the right tutelage um, with, with the right progression could be – Fairly decent. I, there's some things that he does that I don't like, like exit every combination with his chin touching the ceiling, like freaking James Vick. Um, and he throws a lot of like weird, you know, arm muscle or like shoulder and arm punches. He doesn't necessarily have good uh, technique in that regard. But I don't know, buddy. I, I I think Jamie Pickett's a live dog here at plus 200. I know everybody loves the Dawkins brothers, but the other Dawkins just got slept by Derek Lewis. Losing is contagious. Mm. Losing is contagious. I don't like Jamie Pickett's style um, in contrast to Kyle Dawkins, and I say that because Jamie Pickett's someone that, like, he can tie up fighters and elongate fights. And if you're tying someone up and wearing them up against the cage and you're going against someone whose jiu-jitsu and submissions are his thing – that's a very easy way to get an inside leg trip and get it down to the ground. Kyle Dawkins did struggle, though. He's not so Kyle Dawkins, I will say, for a jiu-jitsu practitioner, horrible wrestling. Phil Hawes exposed that to the highest level when he fought Kyle Dawkins. Phil Hawes was able to get Kyle Dawkins down with ease. So he's not going to be the person, you know, shooting in, trying to get a double. He's going to hope that Jamie Pickett closes the distance. He's able to wrap it around and bring it down to the ground, and try and find a submission. I like Kyle Dawkins by submission. I do like that play. If you want to make that minus 255 a little bit sweeter. I like Jamie Pickett. I do like him in this fight um, because I think he is stronger than Kyle Dawkins and he can tie it up and elongate the fight and maybe win by points. I like that. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to win inside the distance though. I don't think he's strong enough to, to put someone out like Kyle Dawkins. Kyle Dawkins is going to slow the fight down. So is Jamie Pickett. Yeah, I don't necessarily know that that inside the distance needs to be into consideration here. I think we need to have an honest conversation about the Dawkins brothers, though, um, especially Kyle Dawkins. He has three fights in the UFC. He lost to Brennan Allen and Phil Hawes. His only win was a unanimous decision over Dustin Stoltzfus. So I, I don't... No, it's scor- Kevin Holland. Did he beat Kevin Holland? No, remember it was the headbutt. Yeah, it was the headbutt, right in round one. So I don't. That's not a fight. He was winning it. It's round one. It was a headbutt. <laughs> that's we're done here. Like that's yeah. th- like we need to have a real conversation about this. This is not. This is not like some easily, um, easily ascertained thing here. I, I think that it's. I, I'm. We haven't seen enough out of Kyle Dawkins beating people for you to feel confident. Really, I don't think you should feel confident him taking it, beating anybody until you see him put together some worthwhile wins. I just don't see it. Uh, I'm I'm on Jamie Pickett at plus two hundred here. You could play a prop on Kyle Dawkins by submission and let it keep it moving, man. I like it. I like it. Jonathan Craig says lowercase K. Someone get Jake back. <laughs> I know. I know. It's for so those bad. of you that are listening. 
the Kyle Dawkins ticker, I have a lowercase K. I am sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. Uh, producer Jake is at the... Uh, you know what? I'm not making an excuse for producer Jake anymore. He's not here tonight. It's us. You know, look to me. I am the captain now. Dude, bro, first of all, speaking of Somalis, how about the Blood Diamond thing? Bro, Blood Diamond, how, come on. Come on. He can, he's got to change his name. All that, all that hype. Oh, three at three. Listen. Those are the spots that, as somebody who bets MMA, I'm upset that I don't recognize the pattern and unload the bank account on it. Right. Like, right. I, I was so, I was so upset by that. I'm like, this guy's three and zero in in MMA. He was a kickboxer, and I'm like, <laughs> he's going up against Jeremiah Wells, nine and two, and trains with Sean Brady. And I don't know what the the strength and conditioning coach is at the Sean Brady gym. But Jeremiah Wells is shaped like Sean Brady. Is there something there that just makes you the shape of a Ninja Turtle? Like, is that what it is? Like, if you work out at Sean Brady's gym, you will you will be shaped like a Ninja Turtle. Deca Durbin. What? Um, steroids. Oh, what did you call it? Deca Durbin, Durbin, Durbin. I don't know. It, that's a steroid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, a masculine okay. I, one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I see. I don't know about these things, so I was just asking. Yeah. Okay. You just you rattle that off like we were all supposed to know. Equipoise. That one will shred you. Equipoise. That sounds like it's made for horses. It actually is. Um, gotcha. It dehydrates the horses. Yeah. Why would you dehydrate a horse? That seems dangerous. I might have that wrong. Yeah. I don't I said that too. out loud, and that did not make sense. You don't want to dehydrate a horse because they're, they're expensive and they die really easy. For being for being big animals, are super easy to kill. Oh. Okay. Well, that's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. huh. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jeremiah Wells comes out and just destroys Blood Diamond. Like that's, we should have, we should have literally told people to murder that. I mean, that line, you know? Yeah. I, I guess, I guess maybe my, my concern is with all these things as I say that, and then Blood Diamond comes out and throws like some Fabricio Verdum flying sidekick to Jeremiah Wells's face and kills him. You know, like that, and that, <laughs> yeah. and that. You know, there's only yeah. So I have PTSD in this regard, uh, not to shortchange people that I have real P real PTSD from real traumatic incidents, but MMA betting PTSD. Um, only a couple times in my life I've ever suggested unloading the bank. Um, one of which was Elias Theodoro versus Derek Brunson. Oh, that sounds like the most boring fight ever. Which I thought Elias Theodoro would win, but instead he ran away for 15 minutes. And yep. then Gregor Gillespie versus Kevin Lee. Oh. Yep. Yep. Oh. I, I, there, there's, I just, I talk, I've said this to you before. I've talked so much trash going in that fight. And we've had people like on Instagram live Q and A's and stuff <laughs> ask, what's the most money you've ever lost before? It's that. It's that. There it is. That's the one. That's the one. The Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie fight. It haunts me to this day. Haunts me yeah. to this day. All right. Life main event body. of the evening. Johnny Walker at 18 and 6, taking on John Mahal Hill at 9 and 1 here, Trey. Minus 255 for Hill, plus 200 for Johnny Walker. Over and around at one and a half. I'm on Hill. I'm on Hill. I, I I thought he looked good against Jimmy Crute. My concern. Well, my concern is this carries his hands low, carries his chin high. 
Johnny Walker can touch him, he goes to sleep. Um, but Johnny Walker has been so hit and miss for me, man. I, I, I don't know what to do with that guy. I don't know what to do. You get knocked out by Corey Anderson, it puts me on pause for the rest of your career. Well, and that was that was the moment that he got scared. When Johnny Walker got bitch slapped and he got mm. laid out, his game plan, the flashiness, the cockiness, the the proud peacock in the cage, the the flashy strikes went out the window. He yeah. got bitch slapped. He got scared. His game plan, the fighter who is Johnny Walker, has changed significantly since that moment. Jamal Hill, way better cardio, way better output, moves around the cage super fast. Doesn't have very good jiu-jitsu, but again, that was kind of put on notice with Bearju, who's all about jiu-jitsu. So yeah. I can't really say he has bad jiu-jitsu, but it wasn't, it was not of good level. Um, but I think someone that's gonna be a more well-rounded fighter who is going to be able to move around, present a bunch of different things. Johnny Walker does have that one punch knockout power. He has that long reach, he is scary. But if you look at the complete MMA fighter and you were to put your money somewhere. Minus two fifty five, I think, is a fair price for someone who is, who knows who, wh what state Johnny Walker's in right now. Yeah, I mean, initially my my reservation was is that Hill's composition, physicality is going to be a problem for him. Johnny Walker could muscle him, but then I looked at who Hill fought, and he fought Darko Stoshik, who, if you remember Darko before he left for KSW, mm -hmm. just just a muscle meatball, um, OSP. OSP not ripped, but OSP, one of the bigger 205ers out there, has fought several times at heavyweight. And then his last fight against Jimmy Crute. Jimmy Crute, big strong boy, which thoughts and prayers to Jimmy Crute. I don't know if you saw or not. Jimmy Crute out till basically forever now. Mm. Um, suffered, from what I understand, to be a devastating knee injury. They're talking about some point in 2023, maybe he comes back. Ew. And they're saying that in February 2022. That Jimmy Crute's out till at least the better part of next year. Yikes! Yeah, yikes. So I can only imagine it was pretty bad. I um I also don't like about Johnny Walker, um, SBG. I don't know if he's I don't know if he's still affiliated with them or not. I think he is. Is he okay? And that's such a bummer. It's hard to say it from a Conor McGregor fan, but SBG is trash. Yeah, you're one of the few Conor McGregor fans left. So I mean, you're just gonna have to let that ride. Title shot coming in 2022. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. All right. Real quick before we get um, before we get into the prelims, if you guys haven't already done so, if you're watching the live stream, if you care at all, give it a thumbs up. Um, those of you that are in chat, appreciate you. If I haven't put you up on the screen yet, I will hear soon. Um, I want to touch on something real quick. We wrapped up the sale of the hedge shirts. If you ordered a Punchlist Hedge shirt, you should have received it by now. If you haven't, message us, get with us offline, shoot us an email, whatever, and we will make it right if you haven't gotten it. Um, but I want to talk about something, two things that happened this weekend. If you watched the ceremonial weigh-ins, you may have seen something that looked very familiar. Your boy John Anik walked out on stage and did the UFC 271 ceremonial weigh-ins wearing an Allegiance clothing t-shirt. Sick. Uh, super sick. Very excited. Well, we, were, we were very pumped. Um, so if we, we say, well, you know, if you want to wear this, any other, but if you want to wear shirts that even John Anik wears to the UFC 271 weigh-ins, um, you go to allegianceclothing.com, use promo code 
excuse me, punch and save 15% off site-wide. Now, with the sale of the hedge t-shirts that we we had, um, that sale went great. Uh, but we put that sale out, and at the culmination of that sale was um, a natural disaster that hit in the, was it Kentucky, Tennessee, Missouri, that whole pipeline right there got hit by tornadoes, right? Yeah. Trey? Okay. Yeah. So our response to that was, is we said, let's, let's take the proceeds from the shirts and instead of paying us, let's donate all of it. Um, and so we reached out to Roy at Allegiance Clothing and said, Hey, this is what we want to do. And he said, cool, we'll make it happen. So um, for the sake of full transparency, and we'll post it on our socials as well. Um, we donated at the end of everything. We ended up punch list MMA and allegiance together. Um, and you guys, we ended up donating, what was it? $680, mm-hmm. $680 yep. to the red cross in Kentucky, uh, to help with the tornado relief efforts. So cheers to you guys. Um, that's, you know, we're not a huge podcast, but that's, that's a decent chunk of change. I think 680 bucks is pretty decent. Yeah, you guys know that know that you're wearing not only um, cool shirt, but they went to a worthy cause. So, I mean, gosh, I looked at imagery uh, to see how it's been. What's that been post four weeks or five weeks now? Mm-hmm. And it's still pretty, pretty bad over there. So happy yeah. to help. Yeah, everything's. I mean, whole towns just disappeared. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, thanks to you guys and the um, like. I said, the sales of the shirt, six hundred eighty bucks going to the Red Cross in Kentucky. So, cheers to you. Um, I don't, I'm not drinking a beer tonight, but if I was, we would we would uh, slam a beer to that. So, uh, all right, we'll keep it moving. First prelim of the night, Jesse Strader at five and two, taking on Chad Anheliger. I believe that's how you say it. I, I I had to go back and try to find it, and I couldn't. So Anheliger taking on Strader. Strader or Anheliger's at eleven and five. He's minus two fifty five here versus Jesse Strader at plus two hundred over on the, on rounds here. Trades at two and a half. And this this concerns me because I love. Analyzer in the spot mm. almost so much that he's one of my most confident plays of the night. And I'm afraid because it's going to be apex and I don't want Chris Tognoni to touch him. I oh, don't want him to touch him I, for sure. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to build, I'm going to build a safety net here and I'm just going to take him money line at a decent play. And I'm not going to put him in a parlay. Mm. Because okay. if I put him in a parlay most assuredly, Chris Tognoni will be the first referee and he'll screw this up for me. Okay. I, I I'm most interested actually in the over under here. I love the under two and a half. Yeah. I think it's a good play. I think it's a good play. Jesse Strader is a killer be killed type fighter. He's someone yeah. that comes in. He's actually fought good competition. I mean, stemming from last week, dude, he lost to uh, Marcelo Rojo. Uh, Rojo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's fought really good competition. He's, he's poor management. Um, he, he gets a moment in the sun and then, he just gets thrown out to the wolves. Chad is someone who's a very smart fighter, great fight IQ. I think he's going to be met with someone that's just like, fuck it. Let's just throw the kitchen sink at this thing. And that's going to be Jesse Strader. Chad's got a little bit to prove. I mean, yes, uh, he came in from Dana White contender series, but it wasn't a very devastating win. It was a split decision to get him in. Um, so he still has stuff to prove. You know, we're back in the apex, the big boss is watching. You got someone that's going to come in there and try and make fireworks. So, I like under two and a half here. I think that that's going to pose a lot, the apex within itself. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to take Analyzer here. To just based body composition wise, presents a lot of the same looks that Montel Jackson uh, did from a length and distance perspective. And Montel 
slept straighter. So I'm 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 on I'm on Chad here. Um, I'm on Chad big time. So I I, I just don't want to unload until I shake this Chris Tonyoni thing. I've got to figure out a way. I don't know if I got to burn some sage or something. I got to get away from this guy. <clears throat> I need there, I need away from. There were some new refs at 271 that I wasn't familiar with. I was like, whoa, who uh, are, who's this new class? Oh, speaking of which, shout out to Kerry Hatley coming back. Where yes. on earth did they find Kerry Hatley at? Does he just <laughs> live in Texas and they just, whenever they're in Texas, they bring him out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love sure. that, dude. Love that. That's an OG, you like drinking beer in between fights referee. Yeah. Shout out to Smoking Kerry Smoking some cigs, dude. Smoking some cigs, right. All right. Diana Belbita taking on Gloria DePaula. Diana Belbita at 14 and 6, Gloria DePaula at 5 and 4. Now, all right, let's just get this out of the way now. Both of these ladies are pretty. Let's just, just say it. Okay. This is a pick 'em fight. Uh, over on around is at two and a half. Gloria DePaul is at a rec- has a record of five and four. Just, it's about to be five and five. I don't know how you don't take Belbita here. Belbita. It's funny you say that they're both good looking. I actually think Belbita beat someone who's much better looking than her. I didn't say I, I, it's not a comparison. It's, it's not in comparison to somebody else. I'm just saying, like, if you're looking at both, like, when you, I don't know because Anna Goldie's a fox. I don't want to be mean, but there Stone are cold. there are there are other ladies that are less attractive that fight. That's fair. So, fair. but I, I I think realistically, this this is matchmaking of. Uh, I don't understand how Gloria DePaul is in the UFC. I'll say that I don't understand how she's here. Um, I I know that the, I know that the promotion as a whole is not opposed to having women with damn near 500 or sub 500 records in there, but she won on the contender series against Pauline Masias and then got beat handedly by Jin Fry and then got knocked out by uh, Cheyenne Bays. Well, it was Bays at the time, but now it's Vlismus. No, was it? I don't know if it was switched or not. Head anyway, kicked. doesn't matter. Cheyenne head kicked. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, lost to Ariana Carnalosi. I, I just, I don't see why she's here, to be honest with you. Because she I throws. Mean, yeah. She throws. Yeah. And I think Belbita, yes, she's going to be more technically sound, but she's also a moron when she fights. Whoa. She's, no, Whoa. I'll say it. She's someone, if she were, she's one of those people that you do tape study before the fight. Oh, that person's good at jujitsu. I'm going to try and keep this thing standing. Belbita is like, oh, you're good at jiu-jitsu? Let me just dive on into your guard right here. Let's just get into half guard. You guys do your work. She is just no, no fight IQ. She's going to be more technically sound, but she just wherever the fight wants to go, she will go with it. DePaula will just throw. So I was on DePaula when she was at plus money because one, women's science, but then two, you know, it's a women's fight. Someone can get clipped. I'd take it all day long, but now it's pick them. Yeah, I'll go with someone that's had better quality of competition. Someone's a little bit more technically sound, and maybe she did some tape study. So I'm on Belbita. Well, Belbita, it doesn't even have to be as in depth as what you said. I just think she's a better fighter with more experience. I just, I don't know. It's a nice way to say it. I'm trying to be. Listen, I, I told what I, I led the show with. I've been a grouch lately. I got to be nicer. All mm. right, Chaz Skelly at 18 and three, taking on Mark Striegel at 18 and three. Identical records. I think the only difference here, Chaz Skelly being the minus 200 favorite to Striegel coming back at plus 160 over on around at two and a half. I think that the comeback here is, if I'm not mistaken, is this Chaz Skelly's retirement fight? 
That is. He just said it too. I was like, dude, why did you say it? Normally, you know me. I'm, I'm all about the scrapper. Chad, Ch- Chad's the scrapper. I love the scrapper, Skelly. I really do. I really do. Um, I'm inclined to. I'm inclined to bet Striegel here, though, because retirement's one foot out the door. Um, I I don't know here. I don't know. Minus two hundred. Minus two hundred is just enough to convince you to bet bigger than you normally would, so you get that good ROI. But the fight is actually in all actuality closer than you than it than it the line would dictate so you end up eating one or two of these you're going to eat a minus 200 if you unload on it sometimes you can't there's no there's nothing that warrants the minus 200 dude he hasn't fought in like three years and people think that like oh no i saw i saw a skelly fight i saw no you saw him stand in an octagon alone while jamal emmers was fainting in the background like mm-hmm. he literally walked into an octagon and sat there and his opponent didn't show up. Mm-hmm. He has not fought in like two years. Yeah. People talk about Skelly having amazing jiu-jitsu. He does. He's deadly on the ground. Mark Strigel, though, is no slouch. And actually, his type of jiu-jitsu is hardcore. He's one of those like explosion dudes. Like he'll be in half guard and he will somehow launch himself forward and land an elbow in your face. He's got good submissions. He's deadly in a guard. Like I I wouldn't say if this thing goes to the ground, it's not Chaz Skelly's fight to win. Like it, it's it's a toss up. I would almost say. I I love Strigel in this fight. I think he has fought. He has the jujitsu. We're in a good spot here. And it's a retirement fight. And it's a retirement fight. Gosh, like, why I hate can we not pick plus one sixty? Yeah, I think so. I think you're I think you're right. It seems it seems against my nature. Um. It seems against against my nature to to bet against Chaz Skelly, but okay, okay. All right, yeah, I yeah. won. You got one, man. Congratulations, you got one. <laughs> you got one. All right, I'm just gonna let you have this one. Jessica Rose Clark taking on Stephanie Egger. Egger at six and two. Jessica Rose Clark at eleven and six. Uh oh, Stephanie Egger's plus fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Is that 215? 115? No, it's got to be 215. Probably if you've got, dude. Hold on. Let me look it up. Wait Let's a second. Get it together. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk about how Jessica Rose Clark's going to win. No, I'm not. I would in every other fight because I love her. <laughs> She's great, dude. I, I love her accent. I love her, her happy attitude. Um, I actually love the way that she has her hair done right now. Uh, it's unique colors. It's like blue and green. It's fun. It makes me smile. Um, I also love that she did a full camp at Team Alpha Male. Um, and I love me some Team Alpha Male. I love things like that. Um, but this is where this is where it ends. This is it. This is where heart and wallet diverge in a wood, as Robert Frost once said. Oh, yeah? um, Stephanie Egger is bigger, stronger. She is going to drown jessica rose clark up against the cage she is someone that's good with distance type strikers because she's able to like just say fuck it and bull rush up against the cage and just drown people she struggles if she can't do that 
you know, a la like, you know, a Caitlin Chukagan type fighter. If someone's really good technical stretching out fights and moving around the cage, she struggles. She's just chasing, you know, the rabbit chasing the carrot, dude. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Jessica Rose Clark, man, she just, she's going to get drowned. That's, that's it. Plus 155. I'm taking Edgar. Goodbye, Jessica Rose Clark. It's been real. I think the only fighter I've seen you smile more when you're talking about is maybe Connor. <laughs> Like you couldn't even get through. Like you were trying. I can't, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you credit. You were trying really hard to sound like you were focused on the fighting skills I there. I know. I, for I those of you, for okay. those of you who are unaware, three times a week, Trey texts and he goes, "Should I post a thing on social with Jessica Rose Clark?" And I'm always <laughs> like, "No, we can't. We can't be a Jessica Rose Clark fan page. No, you cannot. It's got to be relevant." Um. Are you okay? You look like you're, you look like you're dreaming here. Are you all right? No, I just I, I'm just thinking like you're out of your mind if you don't think I'm going to put a, up a Jessica Rose Clark asset this week. I okay. know you will. I know you. I know you will. Whether it be fight day or the weigh in picture, I know it's coming. So that's fine. Um, uh, I. Well, I know you're not going to post it. You're going to be too busy watching Shakira and J Lo halftime shows and doing your your homework on the yeah. Super Bowl. Best <laughs> best Super Bowl halftime um for my money i i because uh, i went back and watched them i thought michael jackson in 93 was good um the one that i forgot about which was amazing was prince mm. prince playing purple rain in the rain bro goosebumps goosebumps you're dude there's two that trump those immediately oh. It's wait, hold on a second, real quick. Somebody else sent us sent one in to us. The InSync Nelly halftime show was bangers. That was that was a good one too. Katy Perry, <laughs> dude, she came in on a a lion for Roar, insane. And then I'm sorry, probably the greatest of all time, and you cannot dispute this. Creed, Creed was a good one. At AT or wasn't AT and T at the no. time, but at Cowboy Stadium, yeah, with the with the guys floating on the on the large like pieces of ribbon, yeah, that was yeah, a good the one weird too. naked bald dudes flying around. Yeah, on ribbon. that was good. That was a good one. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of that one too. Yeah, uh, Katy Perry gets none of my support because she's a blood sucking vampire that lives off of the blood of uh, harvested children. So oh my yeah, God. yeah, her That's adrenochrome filled body. Yeah, she's just the absolute worst. <laughs> just the worst kind of person we're not going down that it's not a thing 100 percent. Right. she literally has not aged in 15 years because she just pumps her body full of the blood of innocence <laughs> oh, dude, dude. for sure 100 she's just the absolute illuminati member 100 no yeah no. i bet you there's no such thing as that first off first, then, there's dude. no such thing as the illuminati no, of the other thing. I'm not going to say it. Adrenochrome? 100% a real thing. No, 100%. It's not. That's not a conspiracy. That you can just, that, that literally, go, you can Google that. It doesn't even, oh, even yeah. Be, Is it, yeah. And it's going to direct me to the pizza place. Get out yeah. of here, dude. What's the pizza place? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't do, don't bait me. What are you taking there? Jessica Rose Clark? Or are you taking Stephanie Egger? I'm taking Jessica Rose Clark. Really? Yeah, I really am. Why? Uh, I think she's shown marked improvement. I hate that she's a she's a gym nomad. I think I hate that she's a gym gypsy, 
but she's gone back to back wrestling camps, aka and alpha male. She's getting better with her wrestling. Remember her last fight? She decided she wasn't going to kickbox. She decided she was just going to go out there and just wrestle death. Um, whatever yeah. that girl was. Um, if Edgar can't, you know, somehow get her into a trip or a throw and get her up against the cage or get her down and, and work on her, I think Jessica Rose Clark has better cardio. Um, and she's clearly put in the work to be a little bit more top heavy than she used to be. I think she'll be able to hold top position better. Um, I take Jessica Rose Clark here. Okay. All right. So. That one's subject to change. Yeah, maybe I just I mean Stephanie Ager. I mean women's science, we like to play the women's underdogs, but uh you know, I I, I just I I nothing that nothing that Stephanie Egger has done has been overwhelmingly impressive to me. She lost to Tracy Cortez, um, and her only win inside the promotion came against Shauna Young. And I just don't care about that at all. That just doesn't do it for me. So I'm still going Edgar. I know you are, but that's okay. All right. Uh, Gabriel Benitez at 22 and nine, take it on David Onama at eight and one. Onama at a minus 145, Gabriel Benitez at plus 115. A lot of love on Onama here at the minus 145, considering the experience of Gabriel Benitez. Trey, as you know, I bet Benitez just about every time out because of one great nickname, Mowgli, yeah. and two, um, Javier. Mendez, and you're going to hear it 15 times on the broadcast, mm -hmm. says that Gabriel Benitez kicks harder than anybody yeah. else at AKA. Yeah, heard so, that. Yeah, you're going to hear that. Over and on on amount of times that you hear that from the broadcast, one and a half. Yeah, Onama looked fantastic in his last fight. Short notice against Mason Jones. Came in there, glory MMA, and just freaking wreck shop. Um, which he looked, I mean, he looked great. I, I like glory MMA. I do. Um I think the whole leg kick thing, sure, that poses somewhat of a threat. But, dude, one thing Benitez doesn't have is a good cardio tank. He doesn't. He, in, the, in, the, in the last couple of rounds, he starts to drain the tank. And I think Onama, on short notice, he showed that he can actually get it going, uh, in the, even in the later rounds. He carries a good cardio tank. He's very athletic. Hmm. I, think, I think 145 is warranted, man. I'm going to stay Onama. So just to be clear, Mason Jones won that fight against Onama. Yeah. Okay. I just you said, he, great. you said he wrecked shop. I just made me think that you thought he won. On I short thought. notice, dude. Okay. So he looked good on short notice. Okay. And was decision, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 He looked fantastic, too. Yeah. Um, so uh, my thing with Gabriel Benitez is I, I, I still have yet to gauge the type of fighter he's better than, right? Like, Clearly, he's better than people that have no business being in the promotion, right? Like the Justin Janes, the Humberto Bandanais, the Jason Knights. Um, I, I understand that, right? And we get wins against those guys. But losses to guys like Sadiq Youssef, Omar Morales, those, I, I don't, that's hard for me to gauge, right? Um, that, that's hard for me to gauge where, where he's at. The other thing is with Benitez, he's got to make the weight, man. Right. I need him to make weight. So if he makes weight, then I'm more inclined to bet him. Um, I think this fight's realistically is probably closer to a pick him. But I think that the love for Onama is coming from the fact that Vegas feels the same way about Benitez as I do. Is we don't have an ac accurate metric as to how good he is and what level of fighter he should be able to beat because he seemingly, you know, has no rhyme or rhythm 
to who he beats and how he beats them. So I, I don't particularly love him in this spot, but while competitive, uh, decision loss to Mason Jones doesn't tell me a whole lot about Onama either because Mason Jones, while high volume, not one-punch knockout power, not good body kicks, not you know, not beating up the legs. It just depends, man. It just depends. So um, I, I'm, I don't have anything here just yet. Okay. There's too many things up in the air. All right. Two fights real quick. We'll go through them. Mario Batista at 8-2 taking on Jay Perrin. Jay Perrin stepping in late notice. We don't have odds for this one yet. I imagine Batista is going to be a pretty heavy favorite. Uh, Perrin, I think he has four out of his ten wins are from rear naked choke. But, I, I mean, I think I think initially we probably just go Batista, right? Yeah, I don't know anything about <clears throat> Jay Perrin. What, what promotion did he come from? CES. CES? Yeah, CES. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Say. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> feature uh, feature prelim. JSP Jonathan Pierce taking on Christian Rodriguez. Uh, last second replacement here for uh, Rodriguez coming in. Uh, I think this fight was initially supposed to be Austin Lingo versus JSP, right. which is a fight I really really enjoyed. Um, now we've get a pretty lopsided JSP minus three forty. Christian Rodriguez plus two sixty five over rounds of two and a half. It's Jonathan Pierce and it's Jonathan Pierce inside the distance. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Me like yeah. you got those Jonathan Jonathan Pierce, even though he's not a like the Russian Dagestanian type person, he's uh he has that style. Drown you. He will drown you, yes. Yeah. yeah. He was like what we were hoping Morozov was gonna do uh last week. But yes, that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna drown you. It's gonna be done inside the distance. I like it. I like it. I wish there was more to that. Um and if 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 they rebook the lingo fight, there will be. But the way he went out and beat up Omar Morales and choked him out, Pierce is legit. That's yeah. a, that guy's that that kid's legit. Um, all right. Loud. So let's recap real quick. Um, Two seventy one was a good event. The Super Bowl halftime show was good, but not great. No, I don't agree with that. But okay. Okay. Do you th- so? Are you saying? Are you saying it was the greatest ever, or are you just saying it was great? No, I was saying it's great. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Th- then I'll use that superlative too. It was great, but it wasn't the greatest ever. Yes. I, I got mad because I, I I was reading the greatest ever. No, 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 no. Okay. Creed um, wins that. Creed wins that. I don't see. I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> Debatable. Debate. Embrace debate. All right, and then. Um, all right, so we did the Super Bowl and Dread what else? Rome. Yeah, 271, <laughs> Katy Perry's a vampire. And we donated um, all the proceeds from the head shirt to the Red Cross, 680 bucks. So thank you to you guys. Um, we'll be doing another T-shirt sale. When's the, when are we doing the Cox Mountain Warrior shirt? I know, that's a good one. We got we to gotta put that one in parallel with like a Cox Mountain card, dude. Okay, so let's do this. If Islam Makachev beats Benil Dariush, not going to happen. Just let me let me say it. I know, I just it's not going to happen. We have the designs made up for these already. If Islam Makachev beats Benil Dariush, Caucasus Mountain Warrior shirt is the next one to come out. I want to make a Benil Dariush one of some Benny and Me eggs, dude. Well, get Benny with and Caleb eggs. and let's get the design made. Benny and All eggs, right. eggs and Benny. Eggs um, and Benny. 
if if it's not that one, that if what what will we release if Benil Nariush wins? Mm, wave the flag. We'll do the wave the flag. Perfect. All right. So if Benny wins, we get the wave the flag. And if Islam wins, we'll release the Cox Mountain Warrior shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like this. So. I like this. Oh, these are good. This is good. It's good. All right. And then, uh, as always, Saturday slips Instagram. We'll post it out a couple hours before the event so you guys can tap. Uh, follow or fade if you like. What we say on the show is not necessarily a direct reflection on how we're going to bet. Um, always bet responsibly. If you haven't done so, please consider thumbs upping the video if you watched it. Um, leave a comment if you want. Best way to support the show is by following us on Instagram, Twitter, Email us if you're into that thing, but you can also go to show sponsors. Go to stayclassymeats.com. Use promo code FIST. Save 10% off your entire order. Or go to allegianceclothing.com. Use promo code PUNCH. You save 15% there. Five-star reviews are always welcome. And if you listen to us on Spotify, you can rate the individual episodes. So if you liked it at all, give it a three, four, five. I don't care what you do. Just rate it because that's what they like. They like to see the interaction. So I appreciate all you guys. Thanks for contributing. Thanks for making the show possible. I love you, and I will talk to you this weekend. Bang, bang.